Then I'll listen. Hold on a second. Then I'll listen. Hold on a second. An umpire and a vampire square off week after week, reviewing movies outside their own strike zone. This week's movies, the 1975 Rollerball and the 1931 Frankenstein, starring Boris Karloff, James (laughs) Caan, Maude Adams, Mae Clark, John Hausman, and Moon Pie. Now two guys who will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today, as long as it's from the local in Muskego. Tim Crutchman and Jeff Miller. Major. Is it over? It's not over until it's over, Yogi. All hey. right. Hey. hey, everybody. Hey. Welcome to the show, everyone. Our Halloween special. What just happened? Okay. Is it? It kind of is. Yeah, kind of. If yeah, you think it's of, Tuesday. If you think of the movie, it's Thursday. The, Today is Thursday. Halloween is on Tuesday. And we don't have a show on Tuesdays. Correct. Should we have a special one? No. But I think... What a great idea to not do that. But I think... Of all the times that we have horror movies linked up, and we had a couple weeks off, this kind of lined up perfect. I think if you think of Halloween, you think of the movie that I reviewed, which is Frankenstein. I mean, what better Halloween movie than Frankenstein? And if you're looking for the horror bowl, then you can watch James Cotton and Rollerball, like I did this week. Yeah. All right. Now, remember, everybody, he's the... uh, What happened? There. My stuff went up. Wait. Oh, it's there. right there. Major. His. Okay. Uh, he's the ump. He's Jeff. He's a sports fan, so we make him watch horror movies. I'm the vamp, and I have to watch sports horror movies. Mo- sports movies. And and you know what? Did I say that you watch sports movies? No, you said horror. Okay. And But the thing of it is, is that this is also a special show. Okay. Not only that there's a major announcement coming. But Tim just had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Tim. I am quite elderly now. I am 612 years old. <laughs> it's, it's been a long slog for me. But you're doing well. It has. I, you know, I look about 592. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. So, yeah, I think so. Oh, Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider was 75 when he passed away in what 2008. Roy Scheider. Are you Roy Scheider? William Shatner. I'm surprised Wait, he's been. William passed. Shatner. Who are you talking about? From Jaws. Oh, you were you were asking Quinn. about him earlier, and thank goodness we have the world's top chat room ready to research. And basically error correct the so, two of us. So 2008. So that means that because you make a lot of mistakes. So that means he's passed for a while, and I thought he was still alive. Who knew? Well, then you don't know that. No. So yeah. you. So it all would right. be hard to have a Jaws reunion. That it it would be problematic. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's roll. Let's get things started. We're gonna start with my movie this week, and the movie that I am going to be reviewing. Is called Rollerball. You got to go one way. Yeah, like that a little bit. Uh, Rollerball was made in nineteen seventy. What? Nineteen seventy-five. Come on. Where where are you laughing about now? Oh, okay. That's typical. Um, What I do. Rollerball, nineteen seventy-five. There's a movie that unbelievably came in at one hundred twenty-five minutes long, given that it has absolutely no plot. But I did ask AI what. 
I'm kind of showing my There hand. was a plot. Well, I'm going to tell you what AI told me because I, I punched it in for the summary and it helped me write my okay. review. Fair enough. Um, AI says Rollerball is a sci-fi film from 1975 that depicts a dystopian society where corporations rule the world and a violent sport called Rollerball is used to suppress individuality and dissent. The film follows Jonathan E., the star player of the Houston Rollerball team, who defies the corporate executives who want him to retire and become a symbol of resistance. The film is based on a short story by William Harrison and directed by Norman Jewison. It features James Kahn, John Hausman, Maude Adams, and Ralph Richardson in the main roles. Do you think because James Kahn is Jewish... That Norman Jewishin picked him for the role? No. Okay. I think because he was a red-hot actor he at was. the time. He was. And he's like the only person I've ever seen that when roller skating does not look like a complete pansy. No, he looked he looked he good. He did not look movie. like he was doing the ice campaigns. No. He looked tough. So that that had to be part of it. Now, you just heard what AI said. Uh-huh. I have so many problems with their description, and it helps well, me explain my problems with the movie itself. Like, one of the things they say in the description is this was a dystopian society. I ask you. You you watched the I film. I did, absolutely. Did it seem like a dystopian society? Like, totally falling apart, and it's dying? No. It seemed like a utopian society. Everything was clean. Everything clean. was new Very and clean. modern. Now, was there a lot of uh, difference? No, because they used the same font on absolutely everything. Isn't that cool font? But though? we never see any suffering except for the athletes that get their heads bashed in. So could this be like the purge where because this is such a violent sport that the rest of society became less violent? You really don't know because, uh, let's face it, this was based on a short story. And even though they bloated this thing to 125 minutes, they really didn't um, develop anything. There is no crime, no grime. Everyone moves around in helicopters. There's not a single car in the film. You know, you would think there'd be a future car or... The the closest you come are the motorcycles that they ride around on. And... uh, they, they look very 70s. Uh, they're 70s with a little bit of stainless steel stuck on the side. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. To make it, <laughs> so I, make it look I, futuristic. I Honestly, my e-bike looks a little more futuristic than that thing. Um, and this is supposed to take place in 2018. Right, right. So keep that it's in mind. It's already people. in the past. Yeah. So it says he's a symbol of resistance. I don't think i see that no i mean people are chanting for him but it's because he's the best player out there it's like cheering for lebron or michael jordan or whatever we don't even know that anybody outside the inner circle is aware this is going on because they have this big television announcement thing and it kind of peters out on the multi-vision as i they're just cheering for their favorite athletes so I don't buy that he was some sort of, like, freedom fighter there. Uh, We never see 
the actual motive for him not to retire. It it seems kind of like the crappiest job in the entire well, yeah. universe of this movie. Honestly, Tim. He's well off, but we have no idea if everyone is that well off. Because I don't think honestly, so. when nope. he's walking around uh like the scene where he goes to the library. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Nobody really recognizes him. Here he's this celebrity. He isn't signing autographs. People aren't rushing up to him. He's just walking around. But he has a full supply of those hats. He, he gives away have, a new hat every he, time. He has like 500 hats in this movie. It's so ridiculous. But it's all this, they're all the same. And, well, and the funny part about it is that's the only thing where you go, oh, that's kind of outside of the 70s. That's a little bit different fashion yeah. choice. Everything else looks like Right, uh, you could have taken it out of slap shot when the right. previous yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, classic films, uh, that one being a good one. Um, oh no, oh no. Now here's the thing: I think he is better off than everybody else. Yeah, because in the period of this movie, which is like what two, three weeks, or yeah, that's about something it. Really, like that, three weeks. He goes through three women. Yes, yeah. and they keep providing him for him. And they keep. Oh, oh yeah, it's like. He's, he's, I think he uh, dials him up on Uber Eats. It's like, yeah, oh I'd God. like a, b- a brunette this time, please. And everywhere, just like all the sports movies that Jeff idolizes, they're pill popping all over the place. Tim. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about the pill popping in here. They appear to have all the strength of a Tic Tac. Because there's no like actual consequences. You don't see people getting high or no, getting because these They're pi- just like... Yeah, I, I guess it freshens my breath. These are dream pills. They help you dream a different life. Whatever. Just so you know. There's there's a scene in this movie where they murder trees. That was a weird right? scene. I didn't and, get that. And they're fueled in that. They're not fueled by the pills, which you would think. Okay, they're all goofed up on pills. They're fueled by liquor. Well, it, it, that's been going on since, oh, I don't know, the 70s. You know, it, it's been going on forever. So it, it, the only the only thing that was kind of futuristic there is they were blowing up 40-foot trees with, like, a pistol. But it, they, they had a bit of What was the purpose was of that? Just to show that they could do it because they were so high society? I think what they were trying to show is that there was no consequence for the higher... Okay. All right. I, that's the only thing I can think of. It was stupid. That was a stupid I, scene. It well, that can be said for every scene that does not include a roller rink in this film. Yeah. It, they this movie it's is too long. deadly slow between it's also too long. uh matches. And Khan, he simply mumbles his way through his dialogue. True. He never seems determined or enthused on his path. He just is. Like they say, we'd like you to retire. I, I'd, I'd rather not. <laughs> well, show some passion. James Khan is known for his uh, hot temper and all that. He doesn't show his temper outside of the rink. He does not show his temper. He's just kind of like sleepwalking through this role. I James Conn, I believe at one time somebody asked him what's the movie about, and he said of 120 minutes or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, he didn't even get that right. It's 125 minutes. So I think this is much like some of the later Bruce Willis movies or Harrison Ford movies where he's just like, 
and just going through the motions. Take a paycheck. Get the paycheck. But at least in this utopian future, they have this font instead of Comic Sans. Could you see? I like this. I like this. I do like the the font. And that's why I was kind of like, this is utopia. You don't see Comic Sans at all. No. You know, uh, there also is about twelve zoom zooms of the lens per minute in this movie. I like it. They're kind of. I kind of liked it. It should have been shot in three D. But you know what? That now, was that was a homage to, or what they're trying to make it towards. Uh, Clockwork, Clockwork Orange. There's a lot of that in there. They're saying that that's where they pulled this from. That it was an homage to they, that. They, they say that. Just saying. I, I, I think it, it, you... it had more to do with when when they compare this to Clockwork Orange. It's because there was a classical music score, which, as we all know, kids, is public domain, and you don't have to pay for it. Did Did you feel Did you feel like you're watching Clockwork Clockwork no. Original? No. With Clockwork Orange is a great movie. This movie I know, but, is but garbage. But the insides of the buildings and all, didn't seem every, garbage. Everything seemed very clean and very pristine. Have you watched Clockwork Orange? No. Recently? It's, Not in it's a long pretty time. filthy. It's yeah, kind but, of filthy. But didn't it there's, seem futuristic there's like some, that? There are some... Fu- the only thing that's futuristic know. in this film, to me, is the architecture. When okay, that's what I'm establishing at. shots. But when they're, I mean, they don't have any special, like, telephones. Well, no. They don't have any uh, tech. They 2018. Don't, they don't have their computer. Tell, let's talk about that, Tim, because that was crazy. <laughs> that computer that talked to you. Let's talk about A that. A computer in water. I know. Help me out with that. All right. I'm not going to help you with it. I think it's terrible. It seemed weird. It did. Yeah. I mean, okay. Let, let's be clear. In 1975 computers were just joining the public consciousness. You were still on mainframes. I believe you were still on transistors at that point. I'm not sure if we even had silicon chips uh, at that time. So, you know, I, I can't sit there and say, well, they don't show super graphics or anything. Okay, but there are other movies that were put out around the same time. I'm thinking of like Colossus, the Forbin Project, and in 2001, I think, came out previous to this. Hell. They, that looked at computers a little more intelligently. I, I liked the idea that they put out there about whether well, they're getting rid of all books and they're yeah. basically scanning them in. That, that basically is what project gutenberg is and there's a lot of projects to try to digitize all written media and stick it out on the internet but that was maybe the only look into the future that i thought was interesting i always have a problem when it's like oh the corporations are taking over the corporations are taking over anybody that's worked for a corporation no they barely can run the business they're in they're not going to be able to take things over they're just a, it's a terrible model for it. Um, it it's just never going to happen. It's just kind of ridiculous. So, I, I always hate But that. just help me with this. So he went in there and they went to ask this computer a question and the computer got, he got screwed up. I mean, what, I didn't understand that scene. Uh, the scene was kind of crap like the rest of the film. Okay. I, 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 I don't right. know what to tell you. 
it, it, it was so frustrating because I will state this, the scenes on the rink, they were filmed professionally yep. and you could see what was going on and those were interesting. Not great. I, I mean, they could have been more interesting, but they, they were at least engaging. I, okay. Well, no, but one more quick thing. Uh-huh. I'm usually 100% behind the films that I give Tim. And on this, I can say that there are some points in here where I tuned out. They're walking through the forest. There's a lot of... there's. They could have cut the this. The scene with his ex-wife, Maude Adams. They could have cool. cut out... A lot of this. Too. I am in love with Maude Adams. Okay, I just I love her. The scene with her, I I I had to keep pounding on my leg to keep myself awake because it was like, what what is this? It, it was like this existential yeah. nonsense that they're going through, and I'm like, I know they're trying to build that he has a motive about this. But they haven't established it. They didn't no. earn the scene. No. They and that it. was my problem. Had he stood up to John Houseman yep. at some point, or he would have said, I am not going to retire. I still have a lot of years left yep. ahead of me. He would have said any reasoning for what he was doing instead of, I, I'm just not going to do it. And then, then the scene is earned. It doesn't seem like he even knows that they're setting him up to get killed by changing the rules. Right. They, it, it, it doesn't even seem like he understands that. And I just sit there and I go, what the hell? Okay. Could they have gotten this movie down under like to 240 or 140? 140, 145? They could have got it down to a 30-minute Twilight okay, Zone. Okay, enough. Enough I, of that. I, okay. Whatever. I, you still, it wouldn't have been that great. It's time for the Horror Movie Connections, kids, where I go through the uh, the list of the staff and we take a look at how they did. 30 minutes. Whatever. Here we go. James Kahn, he has five horror credits out of 137 films. He was in horror movies? He was. He uh Mostly forgettable garbage. Yeah. But he is uncredited at the beginning of Santa's Sleigh, which is one of my guilty pleasures, which has Bill Goldberg playing a maniacal murdering Santa Claus. Okay. It's insane. And James Conn is in there and he's hysterical in that. So that that's um that's one I will recommend. John Hausman. Uh, actually, he had 50 films to his name, most of them late in his life. It looks like Hitchcock. He, he became uh, famous because of the movie The Paper Chase and got Oscar buzz and all that. But he actually is in, out of, out of these 50 movies, he had three horror credits, which gives him a 6%. Uh, those three, two of them are huge horror movies. The Fog... And Ghost Story. What have you done to that computer today? It so let me ask you about it. Ghost Story real quick. Ghost yes. Story, I remember that being shown up at Parkland Mall on the Parkland Twin. Mm-hmm. But I never saw the movie, but I hear that it's a very scary movie. Is that correct? I, a lot of people really like it. Yeah. I'm not one of the huge okay. fans of Ghost That's Story. That's what I've always heard, Be though. interesting. How about those of you in the chat room? Tell me if, if you're pro-Ghost Story or anti. The thing that's incredible about Ghost Story is the cast. They they have Hausman, 
I know they got Fred Astaire. I'm what? trying to remember the other Fred people. Fred Astaire? Fred Astaire late in his life. Get out of here. Um, I'm trying to remember the others. But it's like four. I think James Cagney was in there. I'm what? Trying to remember. Wow. It, it was like an incredible um, elderly actor's okay. film. Uh, it does have it does have nudity. It's got some violence in there, but I I just it didn't connect with me. It is based on the nineteen seventies like paperback horror uh, novel, which I I don't know if if you noticed this uh, back in the seventies and eighties, but there was like a huge horror novel like renaissance. A I lot of it that. fueled because of Stephen King. But if you went to like a grocery store and you looked at the magazine rack, there was usually a book rack next to it, and they had at least a couple horror titles, and they always had incredible paperback. Uh, really, covers. all right, I'll give you they, that. they they were incredible. They were crazy. That's when like Exorcist popped, and, uh, a, a lot of those things. They did not have a novelization of Human Centipede, which I know you keep begging for me to give would, to you. Would, would Ghost Maude Story Adams. scare me? Would, what? Do you think Ghost Story would scare me? Yes. Oh, then I don't want to see it. Okay. Uh, this is Maud Adams. Yes, Maud. Uh, she made three horror films out of her forty-five. Uh, she was in Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, which kind of tells you at that point in her career, she was searching. Uh, John Beck, sometimes known as Moon Pie. Moon Pie, he had 113 films to his name. Five of them were horror, which puts him at a 4.4%. Uh, he was in a Twilight Zone in the 1980s, in the 1983 run of Twilight Zone. And he was in a pretty famous horror movie called Audrey Rose. How, I wish they I'm would not yet say. I wish they would have got did a little backstory on how he got Moon Pie. I would love to have known how they got that. I I was glad for everything they didn't tell you because I just wanted it to be over. All right. This is Moses Gunn. He's had 77 films, seven of which were horror creds. Puts him at 9.1 percent, which makes him. Uh, the biggest percentage in the movie so far down our list. Uh, he was in Firestarter. He was in Amity Horror 2. But most of those credits were various it's, TV horror films. Is Firestarter with Drew Barrymore? Correct. Okay. Pamela Helmsley. Now, did she look familiar to you? She was like the first woman that James Conn <sighs> Yeah, she did, but she didn't. Okay. She has 39 credits. Yeah, her she only has one horror credit, Double Exposure, which I've never seen. She is best known as Prince Ardala in the Buck Rogers TV show yes, in the 70s. I know who she that was is. also yes. in the TV show Matt Houston. She oh. was like the girl Friday or, or a side piece, whatever she was. Buck Rogers, I know that. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> I saw her and I'm like, is that her? Is that her? And it turned out it was. Now, Ralph Richardson, he was the guy that ran the computer. He has a, had a long career, 92 movies that he made. Four of them were horror credits. Only puts him at a 4.3. Uh, probably best known as the Supreme Being in Time Bandits. But he did play the Crypt Keeper in Tales from the Crypt, the, the 1972 version. He was the Crypt Keeper? He was, but not the puppet. Oh, all right. This was an earlier iteration uh, and he was in the movie 
whoever slew anti Rue. Now, here is our top horror uh, percentage. At really? 28.6, she was the middle piece, the middle piece. between uh, uh, Pamela and Maud. Uh, her name is Barbara Trentum. Okay. She has a total of seven movie credits. Okay. Two of them were horror. Uh, Death oh, Moon TV movie and The Possession of Joel Delaney, which I immediately put into my queue because I'm like, I've never heard of this before. But the credit that cracked me up was she she was one of the love interests on the TV show The Man Called Sloan. Do you remember this at all? Nope. Robert Conrad, this is a movie, uh, TV show I just thought was great. I recently revisited an episode, I think it was out on YouTube, and it was, it was pathetic. But uh, it was Robert Conrad, and he was like a super spy, and he had an African-American like sidekick that had like a metal claw for a hand, and he could take it off and put on like a a drill or all oh, sorts nice. of stuff. It, it was it, nice. It was kind of sci-fi James Bond type thing. After all the spy stuff was kind of already dead, uh, but they needed to keep Robert Conrad employed. And this, this guy, guy, Shane Rimmer, <laughs> he was kind of like the coach of uh, Rollerball. <laughs> yep. Listen to this. 171 movie credits. Get out of here. More than any of the rest. In fact, more than uh, sometimes two or three of the other folks on our list. His horror credits include The Hunger with David Bowie. And he was in the most recent Dark Shadows film with um, Johnny Depp and, and that thing. But I looked at him and I'm like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? I couldn't figure it out. I finally figured it out when I, I checked his IMDb. He was Commander Carter in The Spy Who Loved Me. So we have two Bond uh, alumni here. Yeah. We have Shane Rimmer and, of course, Maud, Maud was the titular Octopussy. So that, that is our horror movie Connections. For Rollerball, thanks for indulging me once again with that. I think it's time for me to where's give the, you my score. Where's the Pauly Shore connection? Oh, you know what? I do have a Pauly Shore well, connection. Yes, everybody ready? waits for that. I do. Okay, here it is. Because I tried to figure out Pauly Shore! But of course, I was going to pick James Caan. Because, I mean, why wouldn't you pick James Caan to uh, do your Pauly Shore connection through? James Caan is a two because you go to night of a hundred stars with John Schneider. And then John goes to a movie called whiskey business. I like it. Whiskey business with Polly Shore. Now I heard it was going to be a comedy, but then they hired Polly Shore. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah. Okay. So that's that. It is score time. Oh God. You can thank. My brother for this. Uh, you got a two. No, that can't be. You got a two. You got to think that over I him. gave you an extra one from where I originally was going to uh, give you a grade on that. You got to be kidding so, me. There's a lot of killing in this, a lot of murder. There is a lot of murder. I, it, it, You know what it also had? Time for me to catch a nap. 
I, I really dislike this movie. Man. I really sincerely... And I, I thought the action sequences were actually fairly well shot. I mean, Norman Jewison has made some good movies. He made the original Thomas Two. Crown Affair. He uh. made Moonstruck. Or no, he Moon made the remake of Thomas Crown Affair. He did Moonstruck, Fiddler on the Roof, and Justice for All. But sci-fi is not his bag. And the story was just so unengaging. I, All right, fair I enough. I couldn't really take it. Fair enough. This is this is the type of movie that actually hurts me to view. So fair enough. Sorry, sorry about that. How would how would the new Rollerball have done? Because you haven't that. watched it. Haven't watched. You have it. not seen that. No. Okay. No, and I don't know that that's considered a worse film than. Yeah, this I'm not going to take Moe's. a chance. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not even really. Yeah, I'm not taking a chance on that. I'm not curious, to be honest. With okay, neither one. am I. So, anyway. I heard enough. You know what it's time for? It's time for our b- 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 break. Yes. Yes, here and... we go. Plenty to talk about. Major. Okay. Should I give my major announcement here? I thought you were going to rant. No, well, I am, but then I, I kind of got over it. Okay, here, good. I'll just put it this way. So the Brewers are the Brewers are done, of course, for the year, and the Arizona Diamondbacks are going to the World Series against the Texas Rangers. The Brewers have catapulted eight teams into the World Series. Eight. The Brewers have been in the playoffs nine times, and they've catapulted eight teams into the playoffs into the World Series. Now, during the week, I heard s- several stations, sports stations, say, "Oh, they they've allowed nine teams." That's because they're idiots. It's not nine teams because in 1982, the Brewers were in the World Series. No, they didn't send any team there. They were there. But because the Milwaukee sports media is so dumb and they cannot think for themselves because one person said it, then that must be right. No, it's eight. Count it out, people. Count it out, it's eight. So that's that's my rant because Milwaukee sports people are... They just got to get their act together. He hit the red car. And the thing of it is, is that I told these people the right thing. And did they, did anyone take back what they said or said, you know what? We heard this from a listener. We heard this from a source. No, they just kept on going with nine. And nine is nine in German, which means no. Anyways, they're doom coughs. Back to the rest of the sports that I know about. The Bucks open up their season tonight. They're hosting the Philadelphia 76ers. At How home. are they going to do this year? They're going. Here's the thing. They're going to win 62 games, but it doesn't make a difference how many games they win. All they have to do is get in the playoffs because they are going to win the whole thing. They have Damian Lillard, they have Giannis, the Greek Freak, and they have Chris Middleton. The Bucks are going to roll this year, but they are going to win 62 games. Write it down now, and let me remind you when the season's over. Next thing. Tonight, the Buffalo Bills host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On Sunday, the Packers host the Minnesota Vikings. And we'll be curious how that goes. That's a pick em. Uh Craig Council is out trying to get a job in New York or maybe Cleveland. And we can only hope. We can only hope, people. Only hope. <laughs> and then uh, that's about all I oh, and the And the Admirals play this weekend. Should I give my major announcement? Yeah, why don't you? There's a major announcement this week. I don't know if you heard about it. Um... It comes with a heavy heart that I have to tell our faithful listeners and viewers that I will be pulling out of the 2026 mayoral race for Muskego. So I would like all my supporters 
to put your support towards Mayor Rick in his re-election campaign. <laughs> so your wife finally got a hold of you and said, stop it. Mayor Rick is a fine mayor, and we need to support him 100%. I will not be running for office in 2026. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, thank God somebody's got a hold of you. All right, well... Thanks. That was awesome. Major. Uh, major announcement. Uh, you know what time it is. Here it comes. I love Merch Madness. I love Merch Madness. Everybody does. We love Exler's mom. We do. It's awesome. Yeah, but you don't say. You, oh, X-Man. The X-Man. X-Man. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Let's make some merch money. Yep. And I can do that now that I'm not going to be mayor. Our product speaks for itself. Do you remember this? You probably don't no, remember I don't. this. Open it up, mosquito style! <laughs> perfect for the Halloween. I thought that was perfect for Halloween. <laughs> it's actually available at all the suburbia locations. Some people had asked which locations in particular. Isn't there it's one only them. available like on like Lincoln Avenue or Greenfield Avenue? Uh, you know what I'm talking there about, There is right? one, yeah. Yeah, it's on one of those avenues. I, I think it's across from Moe's. You know what? Yes, uh, yes, Greenfield. Yeah. You know what? We're gonna In two weeks when I serve, I'm serving up suburbia. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Horror Realm, which is coming March 1st through the 3rd. And uh, just a great guest list. You can check out the whole thing at horrorrealmcon.com. Com. Okay. If you do a Google search or a Bing search on Horror Realm, it comes right up. Uh, it's hard to remember that con.com Why would business. you set it up like that then? Uh, I believe somebody else took HorrorRealm.com oh, really? at, at the time. I don't know, but that's my guess. But uh, a lot of great guests. Ari Mikhailoff uh, from Texas Chainsaw 3. Uh, that's Scott Taylor Hampton. She's from... Uh, Content and she is from Halloween uh, Rob Zombie, Barbara, Barbara Crampton, Crampton, of course, from Reanimator, Bill Mosley. He shows up at everything, even if you don't ask. Uh, Charles Band, director of like almost a hundred horror films, uh, distributed so many. D. Wallace from E.T. and Cujo, which Cujo is a movie I'm sure you would love because it has a dog in it. Is there is there someone in particular of any of these people here that you are most excited to check I, out? You know, D. Wallace, probably, because of E.T., and she's okay. in a lot of horror films. Uh, I've met Patty Mullen before. Mine's going to be uh, Barbara she's Crampton. very nice. Barbara Crampton is uh, an exciting one to yes, get to is. see. Yes, she is. Um, uh, William Forsyth, who's up there right now, he is an incredible actor, I think he's going to be one of those thinking man actors, so I don't know that he's going to be real um, real energetic, but he's such a good actor. What do you mean, thinking man? He's sort of like one me? of these guys. Like me? He's one of these guys that's very introspective. Like me. Uh, all right, so oh. that's Horror Realm coming Wait. soon. You don't think I'm in introspective? Pittsburgh. We're going now. You don't think I'm introspective? I don't. Watch. Watch me do it. Okay. We're going to see it right here on Dead on the Bases. Frankenstein. 
You're going. I know. I'm, okay. being, I'm being introspective. Oh, my God. 1931. It's an hour and 10 minutes long. Let me think a little bit introspectively. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, anyways. I'm dying. Here we go. Here I'm we go. dying. On so, I'm so, dying. So we're going back. So, all right. So if I'm reviewing this and not introspective, Jeff. Oh, and did you put up my... <laughs> yes, Jeff, Jeff at otherworldlyculture.com. Yep. Okay, so... Uh, please, people lay off that for a day so uh, that Jeff can catch up again because it's blowing out our storage. But the thing of it is about that, yes, I know you're, I'm going to get a lot of, I'll get a lot of emails about, yes, Jeff, you should run in 2026, but that's not going to happen. So please do not email me that. Now back to Frankenstein. So Frankenstein was... Frankenstein. Frankenstein <laughs> is a 1931 black and white movie. Yes, and it it's is. 110 minutes long. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's 60 and 10 <laughs> is 70 minutes. It's 70 minutes long. One hour and 10 minutes is 70. 60 plus 10. Thank you, Muskego Education. Thank you, Mr. Thinker. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Introspectively, oh I had that wrong. Oh, my so, God. So, anyway, so back to the movie. So, yes. you know what? Here, this is... so. A couple cool things. Now about this, this movie is nearly is ninety years old. Right. So I'm going to tell you right to begin. Feel free to spoil. Oh, and I wasn't because I know you will. I practice not spoiling it at home, but here uh-huh, we go. Sure. So here's the non-spoil spoiler effect. So, anyways, what's really cool is this movie. It. So what other movie? This reminds me of another movie that I watched for this horror realm thing, or not horror realm for Dead on the Bases, where the guy. Oh, it's the one where. The guy is on the, the haunted house on the hill. The guy comes out in the beginning, and he he kind of like prepares you for this movie. That was oh yeah cool. yeah yeah house on haunted hill. Yes, starts with Vincent Price kind of saying, this, "We're gonna see a scary movie." And this guy right here, this is the one that was the professor in this. He comes out, um, Edward von Schloen. He comes out in the beginning, and it's pretty cool. I for some reason I kind of like that. I don't even know why, but I do. Well, you know, at the time, this was like. Shocking! This was scary stuff. Okay, and it's hard to watch it today because everybody knows what Frankenstein and, looks like, and, and I can see it stuff. being. I can imagine it being scary in 1931 when you don't know what's going on. For me, it wasn't that scary, but that's okay. I have a lot more to talk. It's a 90 about. year old movie. I know. Well, yeah. it doesn't stand the test of time. But anyways, so back to this flick. I thought that was really cool with the guy coming out. It's a really cool. It's a nice table setter. All right, it lets you know something's going down. So now you get into this, and they don't waste any time. You go right to a graveyard, and they're burying a guy. And it's seventy minutes long. They can't waste I, time. But it's but you don't Ugh. but go into right. it. You know it's gonna be seventy minutes. Right. But the cool thing about this, Tim, is that it's just that's pretty creepy. When you anything in a cemetery, anything that starts out like that, and it was just very ominous, very creepy. Oh, and what are they doing in the cemetery? They're burying a guy. No. They're digging them back up. Well, but first. Okay, oh, yeah. First they I'm, bury them and then they dig them back if, up. If you're introspective like I am, you start from the beginning. So what they're doing is they're burying this dude. And the thing of it is, is that you're like, <laughs> you're, you're hearing the dirt going onto the casket. And it's cool, cool because what they actually did is they put microphones in the casket so that you could hear this. Okay. Which, which I'm sure when you're sitting in a theater in 1931, you're like, holy cow. You almost think that you're in like smell vision in a way. <laughs> but but we're back to this and smell of fish. So but here's the thing though, Tim. It it is creepy, and then you got these two do these two guys creeping around watching them bury him. And you're like, this is pretty this well, is pretty I, 
odd. I mean, remember 1931. This is not typical, right? Everyday stuff. And they're not watching NCIS every night. And this reminded me of another movie, but I can't remember the name of it. There was a movie that we watched where the guy he actually picked up stuff. He was very strong. It was a, uh, I don't know, but Tim had me watch it. But it was it was sort of like that too, where. Because and we the guy was out at Horror Realm. He he was running with caskets and all. He was carrying them. It was very heavy. Oh, Fright Night. Uh, might have been that, but it wasn't. So that's not the one I'm thinking of. But maybe the guy wasn't at Horror Realm. But anyways, back to the story. So uh, hold on, chat room, get to work. Okay. So here's the thing. So they're checking this out. They dig them back up. They need body parts. And then Tim, creepier than that is okay. they go to a guy that's hung. A guy is hung in the, in the gallows. And he sends his little... Now watch how you say that, please. I know, I know. Then he sends his little hunchback up there. You don't want to upset Drap Snapped. <laughs> they send his little hunchback up there to cut him down. His little hunchback. And that, 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 the way he climbs up that, that uh, pole, it's like he's part monkey. I, oh, I was yeah, like, he, he went right up there. I thing. know, he didn't even... I would have been like, if it had been me, I'd be like, I'm not going up there. We're going to figure out a way to get the guy down. <laughs> but he doesn't care. He goes up there. He's his, his servant. So now they they got all these they got all these parts you know and just be like ah that no. looks like a lot of work that would have been you know what I'm I'm always down for stuff but I'm not down for stuff that I can't do so so when you're thinking about it and you can't do it you just say no but then they they go to another scene and now they're in a university and they're in a university and this guy is talking in front of doctors and this is that professor and he's got yeah. two brains. And what is a normal brain and what is an abnormal brain? Now, now, Tim, when his little hunchback goes in there and he drops, <laughs> he drops the normal brain. The good brain, yes. Right. He takes the abnormal one back. Now, doesn't Frankenstein or Stein, doesn't <laughs> Look he? Look at the label. Yes, doesn't he, abnormal? Does he not know how to read? I, He's a doctor. Yeah. But he, he, he puts it in there, he's like, ah, oh, you know what? Yeah, normal, abnormal, potato, potato, we'll put it in there. Toss that in there, baby. So, so they're, they're doing all this stuff, and he's living in this lighthouse or wherever he's living in, but those stairs were wicked, weren't they? Yeah. Those stairs were wicked. But, okay, so they're doing all this stuff. It's a very vertical yes, set. It is. Very vertical, because they're inside of a windmill. People usually oh, think windmill, that Frankenstein right. yeah. was set in a castle, you know. Like, yeah. Like that. No, it was in a windmill, so everything is up and down, up and down, like a Polish sex manual. See, here we go. A Polish one? Did well, you see they, Polish? Yeah, they got to make it easy for them. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. So, anyways. So, well, it seems to be no stopping them So, again, with this, with this being, when this being. And Catholic on top of it. Well, this is being know. 70 minutes long, an hour plus 10 minutes. Don't with, say long right after I say that. Okay. But I'm bumped. Anyway, so back to back to Frankenstein. So Frankenstein. So they they waste no time having this guy slabbed on there. They got a brain in him, and they're <laughs> well, it is. It's it's all these different parts of people. And you know the thing of it is, is that I don't understand why you need a whole bunch of different parts. Why couldn't you just have one one body? Why do you have to have a bunch of bodies? Why? Because they may not all be working parts. The the body did die. Okay, back to the back to the story. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is that this Frankenstein guy, he had a he was supposed to be getting married. So you find out that his wife is or his fiance is like your your Jeep is Frankenstein together. There's parts of it that just don't work. 
No, my whole like Jeep tire. works. Just... <laughs> yeah, we better never get stopped on the way out to Pittsburgh. Oh my we, god, we're gonna be we're gonna be hitching it. They're gonna pull that nail out of the tire. And you the know, whole thing. You know what's still in there? It's still in there. I drive with it every day. That's gonna we're gonna be driving on that in March too. So here, back back to the movie. So the thing of it is, is that me. This is per- what I deal with. Me personally, I didn't know the story about this, so I'm like, it's just gonna be about him making a monster. But Frankenstein had a love interest, and he was supposed to be getting married. And Baron von von Frankenstein, he's like, oh yeah, my my son, he's probably got a side piece up there. That's why he's not here. Blah blah blah. Then all of a sudden. <laughs> His his woman. It's basically what he says. Right. Know? I'm not. I'm yeah. not making things up. I say. I spit it. No, that would I spit require creativity. Yeah. <laughs> so then, May Clark, who plays Elizabeth, she's like, "No, I love him. I'm gonna go up there." So she goes up there, and this whole thing unravels with this. Like he wants to show off and show that he's got this monster, right? Right. And then all of a sudden, see now I watched this, but now it's kind of garbled in my head. So then, what happens is. Think at your introspective. No, no, but let me think about it. But anyways, so I think what happened was Henry Frankenstein heads back with his piece, and he's like, you know what, we're gonna get married. But in the meantime, he leaves. He leaves the like main guy there. I'm not gonna give this away. But he leaves the main guy there, and Frankenstein kills him. And then he throws. Then they're both in this dungeon. But then I don't even know why they let him out of the dungeon in the first place. But then what happens is that he's like... That way he kills more people. I understand that. Yeah. But then what happens is, you know what? Henry Frankenstein's like, ah, forget it. Let's go get married. <laughs> <laughs> so he forgets about this. I had nothing better to do. Yeah, know. he's like, you know what? Eh, I'll, let's just forget about it. So, <laughs> he, eh. so he goes he goes You're to get doing married. doing your Frankenstein impersonation. I yeah. Think. He goes... <laughs> you know what? Boris Karloff... He did that was some pretty good stuff. He's like, my favorite is when he, um, May Clark he sneaks up behind May Clark. Yes, she turns around and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know that she was so scared of that costume? You probably know this. Yeah, she was so scared of this costume that Boris Kar- Karloff would wag his little finger at her so that she would be not afraid. So, in the movie, if you see him wagging his finger, that's so that she'll calm down and not be afraid. Oh, the, that was the totally monster. sexual. But the thing of it is, though, is that this whole and this whole scene about oh, wait a second, wait a second, this I have to bring up. So going into this movie, excuse me, going into this movie, Suntight. thank you, but it wasn't one. But here's the thing, but going into this movie, Tim's like you're gonna feel sympathetic for Frank for. <coughs> excuse me, for you're gonna feel you're gonna feel sympathetic for the monster, and I'm like. Okay, I'm going to try to feel sympathetic, but I didn't at all. He's there playing with a little girl, and she's throwing flowers into the lake, and he's like, eh. And he throws her in there, and the next thing you know, she's dead. Did you look at his face, though, afterwards? I did. He, you can tell, Eh. he's like, Oh, crud. What did I just do? No, he doesn't know what he, he did. Totally He's a murderer. He is confused. So, anyways, they go after him. He comes down. He tries to bring Wait, up the... great w- acting moments of the 30s, and it got... You think you so? You missed it. Nah. Yeah. It, it, honestly, <laughs> in some versions of the movie, they cut out that bit of... Because it's against a child, right? Right. Even though later on, you see that he killed 
the child because that guy oh, goes and I didn't get that either. Yeah, I want to talk about that through too. The, through the city. What was that all uh, about? What was, what was he trying to prove? He doesn't know who killed her. He doesn't know that who is her. that is a good point. They, He's like the monster murdered my child. How do you know that? He you are there, and she's—he's drowned. She's drowned. I doubt there's even you know any sort of signs of struggle, and they well, certainly don't have CSI to go she, take genetic material. She could have drowned on her own, and he being an angel, negligent she's a father. Little, she's a little girl. Yeah, lots of things happen to little girls. So, anyways, yeah. He's parading around, hey, da 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 Hey, look, I got a dead kid. What have you got? <laughs> what did you get for the wedding? Here's, here's my wedding gift. No, 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 no. <laughs> but anyways. I do think that's why he had her. Anyway. He, he's like, I'm going to give this as a wedding gift because I, I don't want to give anything that's worth anything. I'll just, I got a daughter. So, I mean. so everybody's pissed at Frank. <laughs> so everybody's pissed at Frankenstein for whatever reason. <laughs> they all have their angst against Frankenstein. Frankly. They chase him around, and they got dogs chasing him, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But was that fake scenery behind him? Was that fake? Like you have to ask. I think it was. It was incredibly fake. In fact, you could actually see the wrinkles in the sheet so. back I there. I thought so. I knew it. I knew it. They didn't even iron that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> see how see see how introspective when I can they, be when they made this movie. Yeah. And, and it's it's an hour ten. They did not sixty plus ten. They did not think this was going to be a hit. They're, they're like, well, I, we kind of came, got lucky with Dracula. They they wanted to have Bela Lugosi play. I can't see him playing it, to tell you the truth. Well, he's done Frankenstein. I believe yeah. it was in Ghost of Frankenstein he played, her, played him. Um, but Bella uh, didn't want a nonverbal role. He didn't want a role where he had no lines. Well, tough cookies. So, Boris Karloff guy, and a lot of people will will tell you, this is why Boris Karloff became a bigger <clears throat> star than Bella ever did, was. Did, Boris did a lot more. To be than, honest with you, if you're giving me a movie where I got talk, or a movie where I could just grunt, I'm taking the grunt every time. It's easier. I think that's that would be what people want out of this podcast. No, you just growing. No, so here's the thing. So <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. Yeah, we know, we know. There's so, there is a grunt watch. So here's here's the thing. All right, so they they go chasing after Bell, not Bella Oh go. oh, we have an answer. How he knew that. Um, the child was killed by the monster. <clears throat> it's in the chat room right now. Tell me. They are saying that he checked his ring Jesus. video yeah. software. Yeah, good luck and, with that. And that that said it. Good luck with that. Ring software sucks. By the way, also from the chat room, in the book, the Frankenstein monster is more sympathetic than he is in this movie. Okay, well, I didn't read the book. I watched the movie. Right. So anyway. I still think he's pretty sympathetic. I don't think ahead. so. I think he got what he deserved. They go chasing after him. He's hiding out in the in the windmill. Who knows why? And then, well, I can break. I can yeah. spoil it. Yeah, it's ninety three years old. <clears throat> they they burn they burn down the windmill, and he may have died or may not have died in the windmill. That's it. No, I was scared. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. <clears throat> now that you're showing all this stuff, yeah, that was some that was some cool that was a cool set there with all the 
mechanic. Oh, yeah. All yeah, the yeah. laboratory stuff. That was pretty sharp. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. So this. you probably want my rating. I do. I wonder if you have an idea of what my rating would be. Sure, I'll put that up there. Yeah. No, I, this is... This is an older film. Now, you didn't have to read subtitles. Thank God. So that that's a plus <laughs> in your, your thing. <laughs> uh, I think you had never seen it before, correct? No, I... So you probably knew, though, of it and knew a nope, lot of the I stuff. never knew anything of it. Really? I know Abbott and Costello. Okay. And I know Robert De Niro. Eh, okay. Um, I'm going to say you're in, in the middle somewhere, like a five, six, seven, something. I give it a seven. Okay. I mean, I think it's a good movie for people to watch. I I, I think the big plus is it's 70 minutes, folks. Yep. And there are people that say this movie (laughs) is not as good as Bride of Frankenstein, which is the sequel. I I'm actually gonna watch Bride of Frankenstein in the next couple of days so that I have them both fresh in my mind. Um, is but I I understand where people come from, but I I kind of want to watch them both very close to each other and see what I think. So what's okay? So one of the things this movie doesn't have that Bride has fantastic that I can think of. Is the score? There's Oops. almost no score in this film. Oh my god, that makes it's so you know what? just that sound effects it, and stuff. That makes a big difference in movies. Yeah. You don't realize it until you watch a movie that has no background. Right. You're like, okay, let's get this going. Yeah. But let me ask well, you. Well, when we watched Jaws, right? Yeah. And you saw the whole orchestra getting ready to play oh, along. Yes. You really felt how much that music gave to that movie. So, Bride of Frankenstein, just quick. Is that made by the same people around yes. the same time? Yes. Is it about the same length? Uh, I don't know about the the running time of it, but uh, it was by the same director. It had a lot of the same people behind the so scenes. Is Colin Clive in again? I mean, do they I bring back some? Yes. You bring I back the same people? Yeah, pretty for okay. for the most part. Um, but there's new characters and all sorts of stuff going on. In Terry Gar in it. Terry Gar not in the film. Oh, that's Young Frankenstein. That's Young Frankenstein. Look at those knockers. One of the many... <laughs> we could literally talk about different Frankenstein versions for hours and never get to the bottom. There are so many Frankenstein um, versions. Let's just wrap this up real quick with that. Yep. What do you, what's your perspective on the De Niro one? Because I did see that one. Did you like that one or not? Uh, the De Niro one is more like the book than this one is i don't think it's particularly good there was a version and uh my brother is laughing right now because we both love this version there was a version that was made for television that i think was like a two-parter two hours each uh with patrick bergen and of all people randy quaid playing frankenstein randy quaid really and uh that movie is almost impossible to find. In fact, I have not. Um, but I've, you know, I found enough evidence that yeah, it, w- it wasn't some fever dream. The movie exists. Fever dream. Um, but it, uh, that was a good movie. That okay. was a really good movie. And my brother, having read the book, I have not read this book. I've read Dracula. I didn't read this one. But he says it's a lot more faithful to the book. 
which I think the De Niro one is more faithful to the book as well, but I just, I don't think De Niro does anything okay. with the role. I, 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 was, I saw it on a date, so I really wasn't watching too much, uh-huh. but I know that I saw it at a theater. And then, hey, because you brought up the Quades real quick, yeah. do you, th- in Rollerball, when they're all sitting there, the new crop of Rollerball people, Yeah. I went past the scene a couple times and rewound it. I think, I think Dennis Quaid is in there. I don't think so. Well, I'll show you later. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. Quiz Quiz time. It is. It's time for us to get quiz-tastic. An introspective. Oh, my God. Who goes first? I can ask you first. Does it matter? I can ask you first. Okay. (coughs) I hope I clean the board. Let me just see if I clean the board here. Okay. Okay, Do you have to close down the... Yeah, I'm going to switch this over to the scoreboard. There we go. All right. So, here we go. Are you ready? I am. James Kahn fell in love... Jimmy Kahn. ...with the rodeo during during the shoot shoot that he did for the rain people and actually was a professional tie-down roper in the rodeo, in a rodeo. Okay. Maude Adams... Who appeared in three James Bond movies? That's was, probably right. Was was an equestrian as a youth in Sweden. Okay. And John Beck, aka Moon Pie, <laughs> was an amateur Chicago Chicago Golden Glove champion as a heavyweight. Mm. See, James Conn, I know, is a pretty physical guy. Uh, he's like a martial artist with a cane. There's some form of martial arts where you do it with a cane. Really? And he's like an expert in that. I learned that um, because in the movie Misery, he walks around with a cane at the end. Yeah. And that was just some random... And that tells you that he did martial arts. So, no, they. it was like in some interview that he had oh, okay. done that. And I, I was like, oh, really? Uh, so, and he certainly did his own skating and all that. So he's a pretty physical guy. Um, Maude Adams, I believe was in three total. Well, that's not part of the question. Uh, Bond films. Was she an equestrian or not? I mean, I've seen her legs. I'm thinking, yeah, she probably was. Um, Moon Pie being a boxer. He's certainly tall. Heavyweight, he he probably was in heavyweight just because he, he was a a big fella. And, you know, as we've said a lot of times when you watch these 70s movies and here's an athlete, you know, a lot of times they're putting out a cigarette yeah. and they have no abs, but that was kind of the look back then. Um, I guess I'm going to say the, the lie is James Caan just because... You kind of had him that he was not only in the rodeo, but he was like some sort of uh, tie down tie down roper. I, that just doesn't sound right to me. So I'm gonna say James Con uh, will be the false. Give yourself a great big zero. Oh. He actually earned two thousand one hundred thirty-five dollars on the professional. Uh, rodeo tour. So it was Moon Pie. No, it was actually Maude Adams. Really? I made that up. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. She has great legs. That's right? why I figured a you'd go lot for it. of women with great legs turn out to be 
Equestrian. Horseback riders. I, oh, I, I've, I've seen this in pageants. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. There. Yes. All <laughs> right. Now that we have absolutely no females. Oh, wait. Oh, Here's what? the thing. I just want Hold people on. to know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to be on. very introspective with my answer. Oh, my God. Okay. Try to be introspective within a time frame. Okay, here we go. Here we Boris go. Boris Karloff played Frankenstein well over 10 times during the classic Universal film cycle. Lon Chaney is the only classic Universal actor that played Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman. Neither Bella Lugosi or Boris Karloff can claim that. And the third one. The child actor in the river scene was partially paid in hard-boiled eggs. That's pretty cool. <coughs> so, Boris Karloff played Frankenstein ten times. Lon Chaney is the only classic universal actor to play the big three, Drac, Frank, and uh, Wolfman. And the child actor paid in hard-boiled eggs. How many did she get? Not going into it. This is what you always got, do to try to get me to show my hand. I am not See, here, giving you more Here's what Tim's doing to me. So what am I, I can doing? tell you that the Bella Gosey one get is true. Get in the camera frame, dude. Oh, yes. well, I, was being, I was being introspective. Oh, okay. Do it on camera. Bella Lugosi. Oh, my God. Here it comes. That one is correct. Now it's between Boris Karloff. How is there one about Bella Gosey? Yeah, you said he played three different characters. No, Lon Chaney. Oh, wait, Lon Chaney. Is the actor Ooh. that played Dracula, Frankenstein, uh, and the Wolfman. Now, it's, now it throws a little curveball in there. Yeah, do you know who Lon Chaney Yeah, he was the Wolfman. Okay. See, I think he only played that. See, now I don't know. But see, now the thing of this is Boris Karloff. Wait, hold on a minute. Wait, Boris Karloff played Frankenstein, but Frankenstein died. So how could he have played 10 other times? Okay, this I will give you. This is a lot like the MCU. People just kept coming back to life. Okay. It was ridiculous. All right, so then back to this then. So then yeah. that one's going to be true. And you know what? I Now, this isn't my final answer yet, but that one's going to be true. And for some screwed up reason, notice I'm not swearing, I think the egg one is true. For some reason, okay. I think that egg one is true because... Think about it. It's the 1930s. The kid was probably poor. And they're like, we'll give you hard-boiled legs for your family. So I'm thinking she got partially paid, too, and partially. So it means she still made a little scratch, but partially. Now, we have to be introspective. Don't talk about child actors scratching. Now, we have to be introspective about Wolfman. Oh, my God. Lon Chaney. I let, think, let me read those think, two again for you. Boris Karloff played Frankenstein well over 10 times. Yeah, that was during right. During a classic universal film cycle. Yeah. The other one was Lon Chaney is the only classic universal actor that played Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman. Neither Bella or Boris can claim that. See, I think, I think Lon Chaney, I think he was just Wolfman. I think he was just known for that. Okay. That's what I'm thinking, but I'm not quite done thinking yet. Okay. Because By the way, folks at home, I name my backups Bella and Boris. That's what I name them. All right, here we go. So okay. the answer, the 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 incorrect answer, the one that Tim is very false on, mm -hmm. is the second one, the Lon Chaney one. The Lon Chaney one. Ah, arr, arr, is it? Which one is it, Tim? Yeah. Uh, Boris Karloff only played Frankenstein See, three rat. times. You rat. Only three times. You rat. Uh, he was afraid of getting typecast. Uh, 
Which is funny because Bella Lugosi actually did get typecast, and he played Dracula a total of four times, and that's about it. Uh, but Lon Chaney went on to play Dracula, Frankenstein, and a Wolfman. Uh, Bella only did Frankenstein and Dracula out of there. And Boris only played Frankenstein and later on did The Mummy as well, which is now considered one of the top three. So that's I'm that's pissed. what it this is. is this the song. child actor getting hard-boiled eggs, the answer is she was promised one dozen, but actually got two dozen. Because the first time Boris threw her into the river, she floated. He's like, no, you got to sink because you drowned. Uh, so he said, I want to reshoot it. I'll do anything for you. And the little girl said, well, I, I really like eggs. Could you get me some hard-boiled eggs? And he was so happy with the scene, he got her not one dozen, but two dozen. This is Damn this it. is the beginning of child actors being abused. But here's the thing. I knew that. I knew that was I knew that was a red herring. I knew that you wanted me to say that one. I, I am knew it. Such a little jerk. You wanted me to say that one, and I knew that wasn't it. And the oh. dog on it. But then you tricked me and going, well, it's the, uh, it's I, the universe I, where they keep coming I back. I am tricky. I am mm. tricky. All right. So I still have Oof. a lead. And That's boy, that was a bad trivia week. That was a bad trivia week for us both. But again, I am getting away with murder because I just am giving really good movies. And Jeff is... This is not a particularly strong season for you as far as quality of film. It's not. You put Stroker, Ace, and this piece of garbage. And I actually, the reason it got two, I was like, I actually enjoyed Stroker, Ace more than I enjoyed this. And that was saying something. So. Because of Lonnie Anderson, probably. Uh, it, it, I think it was just a, Burt Reynolds is good at, you know, mugging at the camera. Oh, so let's I'm take a look pissed. at what's coming up next I week. I could have got five and points. See more. what Damn we it. think. Here I'm getting killed. We have uh dead on here. Where is it? This is it. Um next week, the sports movie you gave me a horse. What is this? A this horse is, racing? Yeah, it's Hill Dago. It's it's based off of a true story about looks like a western to me. That, it, that thing looks like it a does. Western. It's it takes place because he's in the Wild West show and then he goes on to race a bunch of Arabians. It's it's a good it's a Arabian good, horses. No, no, he's a Mustang, but he races Arabian horses. Right. I didn't want you to say in that you were racing Arabians. No, they're racing Arabians. Racing. Arabian horses. No, Arabians. Not have, Arabian people. They have the towels and they're running. The Arabians oh. are. It's Arabians. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Stop. Yep. It. I'm being difficult. And I am giving you what I think you're going to love, Tucker and Dale versus you know Evil. You know I probably now, will. Damn now uh, that you've seen a couple slasher films and things, you're going to recognize things and enjoy this movie. It's a funny movie. I'm sure it is. Uh, it's pretty violent. There's some hot women in it. I'm thinking this is right down the old Jeff train. I might as well just bring the trophy over next week. I, I I suspect now you're gonna be so far ahead, Tim. I, 
when I looked at the list, I was like, I am throwing trump cards at a pretty weak hand this this season. Tim, this movie just looking so. at the just looking at the cover, I can tell you I'm gonna probably like this. Now, do you recognize no. anybody in there? No. Okay. No, but you know once this, you do your research, you're gonna be like, oh. You know who this what this reminds me of is that one that you gave me. I think in the last season or season before about the guy who wanted to be a a, a killer. Remember. Mm. Morris or what remember he wanted to be and he was acting oh. it out. Uh Leslie Vernon. Yeah. Leslie Vernon. I, I that, truly enjoyed that movie. Well this is uh right up the same thing, I bet. It's similar. I think it's funnier. So And you know what uh, you do you know I do all my research after. So I give the right. movie hundred percent credit at first. I, I think you're gonna enjoy it, but you know what? We played a game to find out. So that's coming next week, which is November 2nd. It is post-Halloween. And you might enjoy Hildego. I, I don't know. I like Western. So Did you ever see this? So if it's got that aspect to it, this is one of the few I, on your list I had not seen. Yes. So, yes. and I typically give movies a good chance. If I'm halfway through the movie and I'm checking out, it's hard to get me back. After that, you know, like some movies have a strong end and I'm just like, I was already gone. I, I checked out. You know why that is? So. Because you're not introspective enough. Yes, that's why. <laughs> All right, everybody. So I want to thank you once again. Is this it? There we go. I uh, want to thank you once again for tuning in to this week's Dead on the Bases uh, remember, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Pandora, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts for now, Spotify, YouTube, and other fine places you find podcasts. Now, you say, for now, yeah. Google Podcasts is actually kind of, there. Google and YouTube are owned by the same <clears throat> company, and they're kind of like, we have two platforms because YouTube also has podcasts. So I believe Google Podcasts in the next year or so is going to go away, which is unfortunate because I kind of like that app. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to put it all over into YouTube. Okay. So, uh, but basically the short of it is wherever you can find podcasts, that's generally where we'll be. For those of you that are watching live, you will want to stay tuned. If we're the after show, we'll be talking about Halloween. And we have a spectacular quiz for everybody that I worked long and hard on that I think you're all going to love playing trivia along with us. So with that, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And remember, if it's sports... It's a home run. If it's horror, run home! We're dead on the bases, and we'll see you next time. Otherworldlyculture.com. Craig Council can go to NewYork.com. Oh my God. You know, just, you, you won. He's going away. I know, I just, know. Just be happy. I know, I'm going to have a party. I can't wait. <laughs> Another I, party? You just had a party. This is going to be even better. I'm gonna have a pinata in the shape of his head, and I'm gonna. <laughs> and when you when it opens up, it's gonna be little. His head is oblong. Did yeah. You that? Yeah. He always itches his ear when he's lying. So people in New York, you'll know he's lying. <laughs> he takes his right hand and he itches his left ear. Guaranteed, it's a lie. Wow. 
See you, Craig Council. Whoa.